On today's Question of Faith, what were all those high school students doing down at Cleveland Public Auditorium last Wednesday? Hey everybody, this is Question of Faith. I'm Mike Hayes. I'm the Inland Adult Ministry Director in the Diocese of Cleveland. And I'm Father Damian Ferentz, the Vicar for Evangelization. And I am Francine Costantini, the Director of Youth Ministry. And I'm Carrie Regan, the Youth Ministry Specialist. Ooh, full house. Yeah. (laughs) Gathered around the table. Not only is a full house, a couple aces here. It ain't you and me, Father. Well, it could be four aces. I think I'm more like a jack, but that's fine. You could be the king. Well... But they are the I'll aces. be the joker. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so what were all those high school students doing down at Cleveland Auditorium? Well, on All Saints Day, we had a Eucharistic Revival rally in Mass mm-hmm. for high school teens in the Diocese of Cleveland. Nice. So was it about 3,000, right? A about 3,000, yeah. yes. And it was great. We had 19 Catholic high schools represented nice. and 11 Catholic parishes yeah. signed up. So it was great. And this was, this was your vision. I mean, for as long as I've known you, you've talked about doing this. I've so wanted to gather all of our Catholic high school teams together. Yeah, it was, and, and it, was, it was just, it was a beautiful day. Yeah. Yeah, I remember two years ago, we were sitting in a room. Mike was there. Miguel was there at the time. Mm-hmm. Terry, Francine, and we just asked you, all, like, what would your dreams be for things? And the one that you had was do a mass with all the Catholic high schools in the diocese. Took two years, but there you go. Did, did it. it. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. Doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah, that's right. Got well, that. if if our listeners don't know, Cleveland Public Auditorium is one of the most historic venues in our whole city. So cool. It was built 101 years ago. Um, Elvis Presley has played on that stage. The Beatles, the Supremes, the Rolling Stones, David Bowie. Prince. Prince. There have been four Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremonies there. And last Wednesday, Jesus showed up there (laughs) in the Eucharist on that same stage, and it was awesome. Exactly. Carrie, what do you have to say for yourself? You're a big instigator in this endeavor. I was. Well, and... Francine's the one that pitched it to Bishop, and Bishop invited all of the high school teens down to Cleveland Public Auditorium, and during his homily, he was telling them all of those people uh, who have played at the auditorium, and at one point, he's like, I don't know if you know any of these people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he was talking about the older ones, and then he mentioned some new names, and he's like, I don't know any of these names, Um, but that was one of the points uh, that you just said that he was making really clear is these amazing people, um, beautiful artists have played here, but today the greatest artist of all time Mm -hmm. is here, and that's Jesus in the Eucharist. And during this time of Eucharistic revival, it was amazing to be able to gather that many people together for just such a beautiful Mass Mm -hmm. Um, and to see the procession like I had chills as they were walking in. I was no. sitting in the booth uh, with the AV team helping to get everything, all the graphics and lyrics for the mass um, and make sure the shots were what we um, wanted to and needed to see for the mass. And as I looked up and the procession started and you just saw everyone walk in, all of the mm-hmm. seminarians came and helped out. Um, and as they walked in, just absolute chills. It was such a cool experience. And I have heard from the teens, too, uh, 
from the diocesan youth advisory council teens that were there and we talked to right after the event or even teens um this weekend uh i was helping with retreat at saint basil's and the kids uh, the teens that went uh were saying what an awesome experience it was to be able to be there and see so many other teens their age uh gathered together around the table of the lord celebrating the eucharist that's always the thing, right? It's like, you know, I can remember, like, the first time I went to a really big mass. I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. Like, you yeah. know, like, there are other people exactly. like me who are here, you know, and it's, it's really great. Part, part of something bigger, and in terms of that procession, too, I live at the seminary, and I, I teach the guys, and they commented that it was cool for them to be part of a procession. They had never done that before. Mm-hmm. So usually at a, one mm-hmm. of our big you know, masses here with the bishop, there'll be a few seminarians who serve, but they've never processed in together. They were all wearing their albs, and they were identified as such. Um, but I think it was, it was very special for them, too. And not just for, I mean, it was, it was for our young people to yeah. see our seminarians, but also it was really cool for the seminarians to be seen like, wow, this is neat. That was cool. They yeah. liked that a lot. Yeah. Exactly. What was the first big mass you ever went to? Uh, World Youth Day 1997 in Paris. In Paris, yeah. because yeah, we didn't have diocesan events back then that I remember. I was never part of that. I yeah. was, like, part of Chrisner's group at Holy Name, so we did things chill on the low key, you know. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, World Youth Day 97 blew my mind. Yeah. What about you, Carrie? Probably the fest. Oh, the fest, yeah. sure, yeah. Yeah, the mm-hmm. fest. Yeah. Been to the fest many times. Um, been a part of it, been in the choir procession. And yeah, the first time just seeing like all of these other Catholics together uh, gathered for Mass, that was a really awesome, impactful moment. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I've been to a lot of National Catholic Youth Conferences, and yeah. those were, you know, 25,000 teenagers in, in a football stadium having celebrating Mass together. It's just an incredible, incredible experience. Have those been going on for some time? NCYC? How long? Oh, I don't know. I know I've yeah. been part. I've gone to six, seven, or eight of them. I've gone to four, so yeah. Never been. One day I'll go with you. Oh. But you're taking two bishops ta- and, a, yeah. and a vocation director this year. You don't need me. Yeah. But one one year I'll go with you. Yeah. I think the first one for me was probably Central Park, New York City. Ninety-five with John Paul II. Yeah. I remember watching that on TV. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was just, I was not long out of college, and I took two of my college friends, and then um, my pastor actually gave me some extra tickets, and I gave them away to someone, and they had better seats than mm. I did, and I was like, <laughs> what the heck, man? Mm. <laughs> it's like, Humility. come on. <laughs> exactly. That's why I said, well, I intentionally took the, the lower, the, the, you know, you, yeah. you go up higher, it's fine, yeah. I'll be over here. What, one of the cool things that I heard from a few folks about the Mass on Wednesday was that our Catholic high schools, when they get together, almost always get together for the sake of competition, mm-hmm. oh, whether it's in point. sports or yeah. academic challenges or something. So here you had 19 of our high schools who are normally in rivalry with each other, and Father Garris was the MC. He was kind of bringing that out. But then they realized as the morning went on, we're here together to be um, – gathered as sons and daughters of the Father, uh, one family in faith and worshiping together. And 
that was profound. I yeah. think for many of them, like, whoa. I think that was one of the moments for me was the, the rally towels that, um, that you gave that. out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Ignatius High School guys all decided to tie them together and see if they can make a, like a rope around, the, around yeah. the whole place. But look at how symbolic that was at the end of the day, right? You know, yeah. we're all together. We're all tied together as one. And everyone was helping with that, yeah. too. It wasn't the Ignatius guys were tying it, but everyone was throwing yeah. their towel in. So, yeah, it was a communal event. It was cool. Very cool. It was very fun. I also loved, uh, you mentioned your your youth ministry council. Um, one of your teens, mm-hmm. one of our teens, Gianna, yeah. uh, got up there and gave a personal testimony, a witness. Yeah, she slayed. amazing. Garris was, was, Father Garris was leading at that time, talking the microphone, but there's a lot of chatter. As soon as that microphone went into her hand, it was like, whew, a yeah, pe- a peer. And yeah. I have heard from so many different people like how impactful that was and as Gianna was up there talking I I, again was in the AV booth with the team from Huey's that helped us with the event and did a phenomenal job Uh, but these guys from Huey's like they do a lot of big events they hear a lot of big speakers things like that and I hear you know quietly in my ear wow She's a really good speaker. Mm-hmm. Is she a teenager? Yeah, exactly. She's like, 17 or something? Yeah, she's a senior she's in a high senior. school. Yeah. Mm. But um, they just couldn't believe it, that, yeah. that there was a teenager up there. No script, right. just talking yeah. from the heart, yeah. and it was beautiful. Yeah, and uh, the youth council teens also, um, they did some interviews with uh, other teens that were there uh, at the end of the day, and... They asked, what was the most impactful part of the day? Um, And this is a sneak peek because these haven't come out yet. Um, But I was Uh, listening to them earlier, and one of them said, Gianna's witness touched me so deeply mm -hmm. to know that God is with us through everything. She shared a story about um, after her grandma's passing, she was really just upset with God about taking away the person who had impacted her life, Mm -hmm. uh, her faith life, the most. Uh, And as she went on a retreat shortly after uh, her grandmother's passing, she looked around and realized that she had a community of faith that was going to continue to build her up. Um, And that her grandma, even in her passing, was passing on the torch of faith to her, that her faith was now her own, um, and that she had that responsibility to step into it herself and also bring it forward and share an evangelization with others and share an evangelization with others. She did yeah. 3000 yeah. other people, which is amazing. I spoke with her after she made totally leggy this past summer. Mm-hmm. So I got to know her there and she was telling me that she must've done the spiritual gifts inventory with you yeah. or whatever yes. you call that. She goes, Father, do you know what my number one gift is? I said, tell me. She goes, evangelizer. I'm like, well, it doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> yeah. She slayed. Yeah, yeah, the Holy Spirit's all all with her there. Yeah. Exactly. So, and good for Bishop Melissa uh, to be there and see all that, too. You know, I think it was it was really, I think it was important for him to see all of our high school students together and, uh, you know, to come together as one. Yes. And to be the presider at the Mass. And so it was great. Right before Mass began, um, as they were waiting to process in, I was in the back and I said to Bishop Molesic, thank you. Thank you for allowing this to happen. And he said, it was a risk. And mm. I said, I, I know it was a risk. And he goes, it was a risk, but here we are. Yeah. And it was, it was a beautiful day. Our Lady took a big risk when Angel Gabriel appeared, and look what happens. Mm-hmm. You've got to be willing to take risks in the life of faith, or else you'll just wither away. And exactly. he did, and it was and awesome. Did. Yeah. 
Just big amazing. risk, big reward. Mm-hmm. What was what for for you seeing this kind of come into uh, fruition from your vision? Uh, what was this like for you, like the whole day you know, at the it, end of the day? You so know? you know, there's all sorts of nerves, and um, there were all sorts of concerns. There were so many people saying, you know, this isn't going to work for this reason and this reason. And there were so many um, attacks on it that, um, like, things last minute were falling through that that we thought were set in place, and there was just. Um, obstacle after obstacle after obstacle and so just watching um, the Holy Spirit just move all of those obstacles and clear the path was um, was very humbling because this is this is not an event that Carrie and I could do like we did not do this (laughs) like it was so clear um, that it was a whole group of people that did it but the Holy Spirit was just was the one in charge and, and, and doing all the heavy lifting because we couldn't, we weren't able to do the, the things that needed to get done. And the Holy Spirit just did, and it was amazing to watch. And then day of, um, my favorite, my by far my favorite part was the procession. Mm-hmm. Like watching all of our seminarians come in and the bishop. We had three bishops there, Bishop Molesic, Bishop Woos, Bishop Amos, and it was just so beautiful. And I'm already, I stood in the back and I just cried the whole procession. It was so beautiful. That was my favorite part, <laughs> was, was yeah. seeing you cry in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Not the procession, that was pretty cool, but like seeing you be totally moved by this. I was like, there you go. That's the Holy Spirit. Well, and I think mm-hmm. one of the other amazing parts of it was just seeing like the all these people I knew gathered together that I both knew were going to be there and like, didn't know we're going to be there. Um, like my, my brother teaches at Benedictine high school and I knew that they were coming and they were actually one of the first groups to arrive. And I, I didn't know that they were, I didn't know when they were going to arrive, didn't know they would be the first. And he walked in and he, uh, walked over to the booth and he's like, Carrie, I'm here. Um, and so it was so cool to like get to get to experience that with him and watch his, his students experience that and interact with what was happening on stage. Um, cause they were also sitting right, right by me. Um, in the booth but even a couple times during the mass I like looked up and at one point I looked up and the St. Basil kids were the ones that were receiving the Eucharist right then and I'm seeing kids walk past and I hadn't known exactly who had signed up uh, but it was amazing to see them there and then there was another point where the camera was just doing a pan uh, and I look up and my college roommate's sister was up on the screen and I was like, oh my goodness, that's Sarah. Like, I can't believe, she- I guess I should have known she would be here, but also I can't believe she's here and I'm so happy that she's here to experience this um, for all of those that I knew would be there and for all those that we didn't know would be there and for all those who were touched by this experience. It was a really awesome day to see to come together. The same. I, running into folks yeah. who we know from other venues and other arenas, like Kristen Coughlin from Lyria Catholic, yeah. Mary Kate Glow Walsh, um, uh, Brianna Mayak, yeah. now, who's now at Beaumont, right. uh, Sarah Lanzola. So a lot of our young adults who are actually doing ministry in the schools. It was mm-hmm. great to see yeah. all of them and. I think it was cool for their students to see that the adults know each other and, mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah the, it just it felt like home. It felt it felt great. Yeah. 
I was walking down the aisle at one point. I don't remember where I was going. And I heard my name, and I turned, and my husband's best friend from grade school, high school, his daughter is in in with her school. And I got to go and say hi to Claire. And, like, that was just so many little opportunities like that to see someone that you know and go give them a hug that you just weren't expecting to be there. And didn't know that you were planning it for her. Mm -hmm. Like, like I knew in some respects, or actually I begged Timmy to make sure that he was on the (laughs) chaperone (laughs) list for this event because I was like, Timmy, you got to come see this. Mm -hmm. It's going to be so cool. But I didn't know Sarah was going to be there. And it was like, wow, like, this is so great. We got to plan this for for Sarah, for Claire, Mm -hmm. for all of these other people that we knew and didn't know we're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, your brother teaches at Benedictine, and I didn't yes. recognize him on the way in. He's like, I'm Carrie's brother. I'm like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he had a beard last time I saw him. Yeah, and probably he, not. And he came in with um, Father Thomas, yeah. who is a former student of mine. So he really? did his philosophy at Borromeo. Yeah, oh, I oh yeah, him. yeah, so yeah, philosophy. I, I ran into him at a, a priest gathering maybe in, in September and I think I texted Francie. I'm like, I'm with one of the campus ministers from Benedictine. We're <laughs> going to get him here. So, yeah. It was, yeah. It was just cool. Was, uh, and the, the school, like NDCL and Elyria Catholic, they brought their entire student body, yep. which, like, for high school, high schools don't generally do field trips where they take everyone from the high school somewhere. Right. And um, it, was, it was so beautiful to see them all there. I can write, you know, being fairly new to Cleveland, I, I, I know most of the high schools, but there was one that I hadn't heard of that was Our Lady of the Elms. Mm-hmm. And so Greg Coogan and I were sitting together at one point, and he said, you know, that's like their whole school that's here. He goes, it's probably the smallest school. I think it is the smallest school. And not, not, not quite, quite, but close. Yeah, my daughter went there. Yeah, and he said, and he said that that's clearly two-thirds of their student body, if not their entire student body. And yeah. he goes, and, and they're all here. And he was, he was just so excited that they were there because mm-hmm. he lives out that way. So that was fun. So the closing hymn at Mass, Damascus Worship played the music. And the closing hymn was, uh, Oh God Beyond All Praising. Mm-hmm. Our Lady of the Elms, Alma Mater, is set to the same tune. And the last line <laughs> of the Alma Mater is, our Lady of the Elms. Mm-hmm. I had some of my Hudson girls went down there. I used to be down there all the time when I was a parish priest. Yeah, it's run by the Dominican sisters, the Akron Dominican sisters. They actually, I was down there last year. They have chickens now and oh goats God. on their property, and nice. um, and the kids get to get the eggs and pet the goats. Um, they have all sorts of other things going yeah. on, like high academic things, but <laughs> they, you know they read La Dato C and they're they're taking care of business with goats and chickens too. But yeah, <laughs> it's a great school. It was, it was wonderful to see them. And then there were a couple high schools who uh, were a little hesitant at first about the idea, but still came and brought folks. So I made sure I made beelines to all their teachers and thank you for coming. Thank you for coming because we didn't talk about this pre-show, but we have to consider like, is this something that's repeatable? I would love that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think at least if we could, and this this was the feedback from some of the the folks, if this could happen at least like the Olympics every four years, so that every yeah. high school student mm. could experience. Yeah, it. that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's possible. And now that we've shown it, I, I, we say this a lot of time on our on our floor. Just as God chose Abraham and had the chosen people, and He got that going, and then eventually His Son comes to save us, and then then the faith gets spread to all nations, 
The same is true when you're starting something. You, you, like you're starting a new youth group or a youth, new young adult group. You've got to get a concentrated group of people who are all on board. Once you get that going, then the thing can spread. So we showed that this is possible. And now you learn, you, you tweak, and, and you keep moving forward. But. Yeah, the logistics of the event were, were hard, and it was, we, we learned a lot. Um, Christy Cavanis did an amazing job mm-hmm. oh, handling yeah. all of that. Um, we had over 70 school buses. Like it w- there was just a lot going on, a lot of moving pieces, and there were so many people that, that made it happen. And um, we're going to, Carrie and I are going to sit down over the next three, four weeks, and with all the, the, big, the big planners and just sit down and go, okay, what, what did we learn? Um, what did we do well? What can we do differently? Just in case, maybe mm-hmm. the possibility of a future event. And there are there. Uh, many reasons not to do these sorts of events, and you could come up with a ton. But you got to figure out where the Lord's calling us, and then you follow His call. And if He wants it to happen, then you you respond and you move forward in faith, and do not be afraid. Well, because you never know what comes of it. Uh, one of our youth council uh, students who uh, goes to NDCL, who who brought their whole school. Uh, said that he met with the uh, principal after the fact, and they were just talking about the event. And NDCL also uh, took pictures of the event, and they put it into their uh, school newsletter and just really kept the excitement going of uh, all of them coming there. But he shared with us that the principal said she had had so many students who came up to her and thanked her for taking them to the event. And one student even who isn't Catholic expressed that she gained a deep desire to receive the Eucharist after the event. And I mean, if there's anything that's going to give you chills, um, anything that made the redoing quite a few documents (laughs) many times times. um, uh, and making the details of the event come together, Mm -hmm. it's, wow, like this impacted deeply that someone wants to receive Jesus in the Eucharist. So the point of the day came across. Yeah, my communion station was up in the mezzanine or in the balcony, and Kayla Gill wound up providentially being my guide, my assistant, to take me up there. And she stayed there and talked with the principal after the Mass was done. And he had told her, had I known it was going to be this good, I certainly would have brought my entire school. So, you know, we're still earning trust of the people in the diocese. Right. We're a new team, you know, um, so we're doing our best. But... Mm-hmm. And even in this building, you know, we, we generally don't do things cross floors sometimes, right. you know, we, and this, but this kind of took the building, you know, it kind of took yeah. everybody around to kind of get this together and Well, the bishop said, in. stop the siloing, so we're yeah. stopping the siloing. Mm-hmm. That's right. And our, our keynote speaker that morning, Chika Nwanyu, oh, she was, was yeah. so amazing. And um, again, just like when Gianna was speaking, there was one point I was standing against the wall with, with Father Damien as he was, cause he was gonna go up and talk after her. And like, I just looked around and every eye was just zeroed in on Chica. Mm-hmm. And, and you could have heard a pin drop as she is sharing from her heart. And it was, it was just, it was beautiful. I remember the exact moment because she was talking about, yes, we have had scandals and there've been things that have been troubling in the church and all this. But Jesus remains at the center, and that's when Francine goes, pinstrap, pinstrap, or something like that. Mm. I'm like, oh, yeah, I hear it. I mean, everyone was locked in. It was very cool. 
well, both of you, thank you for your hard work on this. Uh, this is really, really great. And I was so glad to see your vision come to, to fruition. And uh, I caught you afterwards and, and said, so <laughs> you've been talking about this since I've known you. And <laughs> I'm glad that you got to do it. So. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And thanks for your help. And thanks again oh, to Bishop yeah. Malesic oh. for his belief in it and his go ahead. Because, yeah, it really wouldn't have been... We had over Possible almost a hundred volunteers working that day, so awesome. it took an army. It was great. Oh, let me say one more thing too about the volunteers because this was a really important part of the day: the welcoming. Mm-hmm. So once the young people got through the lobby, they were welcomed with by our seminarians, like cheering them on. And, and a lot of the young people were like, "I like that they knew who I, they they knew our school and they were happy to see us." Like, and religious women, we had right. a number of oh, religious yeah. women That's there right. too. Yeah, a sister of Notre Dame, a couple of Kilimanjaro sisters, and a few Mercedarians, yeah. yeah. And to see those faces and have people welcome you in and be excited to have you there. I did hear, too, from some of the high school kids that they thought this event was going to be boring and it would suck, and they were just kind of dragged by their school, and they're like, it was awesome. So that's always good, too. That is it's better that than to be the opposite way. Like, <laughs> this is going to be awesome. It totally, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Lower expectations, yeah. you know. It's a high compliment <laughs> from high schoolers. But, yeah. <laughs> So hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll up the expectations for diocesan events. So. Exactly. All right, so look, our readings for the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, Gospels from Matthew this weekend, and uh, I'll just read a little bit here. Uh, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. I'll leave you hanging there. The virgins are all trimming their wicks. Have you ever heard that song by John, Johnny Cash? No. Oh, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's a, a song that he wrote from dreams that he had, and he's quoting this particular huh. a gospel passage in there. Um, it's called The Man Comes Around. Hmm. You're the, yeah, oh, put it yeah, in the yeah. show notes. You, you'd know it to hear. I know the song now, yeah. But, yeah, the oil is your love of God, and it's your faith. And uh, as much as you want to, to share it, it has to, be, it has to be one's own. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's where I'm going. But where, how about you, cool. you guys? Yeah, I mean, I, I even think just a little bit further down. Because um, when I was a kid, I didn't understand this gospel whatsoever. Because You're supposed to share. Yeah, exactly. Like sharing. Like, why wouldn't they share? Like, my mom taught me to share. Why wouldn't they? I had two younger brothers. I had to share. (laughs) Why why aren't they sharing their oil? Uh, But it's 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 you being ready, and no one no one except yourself can make you ready uh, to receive Jesus um, unless you give him the space to do that in your heart. And I think that that is even something we saw last week. Kids were, teens were ready to receive Jesus yeah. in their hearts uh, and were prepared with open hearts. Maybe not oil uh, today, but uh, it's being ready for what's coming. The thing that I, always, uh, that I always point out in this gospel is they all fell asleep. You know, yeah. it wasn't, you guess, some of you always have a misnomer. They say, well, those brides, those, those virgins fell asleep. And that's why I said, no, 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 they all, all fell asleep. But when they were awakened, one was ready and one was not. Because they didn't prepare ahead of time. Yeah. And I said, that's sort of the point. You know, be prepared. You know, don't, even, even if you fall asleep, if you're prepared, you'll be okay. You know, we, we keep talking about how 
like that old cliche of you got to put the the oxygen mask on yourself um, yeah. on the airplane sure. Sure. before you can help others. Like you you need to have your you cannot um, give from your cup. You can only give from the overflow. Uh, I think Saint Bernard of Clairvaux said something along those lines. And so you have to make sure you're filled. You have to make sure you're in deep relationship with the Lord, and then you give from that overflow and and help others to learn how to fill their lamps. Mm. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. So, anyway, thanks for all your hard work once again, and thanks for joining us here. We'll have this and a whole lot more next time on Question of Faith.